Call it Paul Bubba Sparks. Booty, 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 my name is Steven. I'm joined by Stacy. How are you? I am great. That was uh in retrospect, that was a great a great intro. You just did. Man, why do I do the intros every time? I like always mess them up. You can you can hand them off to me. I I'll, I'll give it a go. Okay. We'll do that next time. Uh, so right. look forward to that on volume 11, which this is not, which you probably know by the title. Um but if you were watching without list- looking at the title, um, we're going to do a special episode where we uh, hand out some awards for the first ten volumes uh, of Shimmer's um, history, or history, however you want to say it. Uh, <laughs> Stacy, what do you, we're ten episodes in now, ten volumes into Shimmer, um, how are you feeling? I'm feeling good, I've really enjoyed this so far, I'm... I'm very glad to be back doing it again, uh, and but I really enjoyed this so far. The shows have really been good. Honestly, probably better than I had expected going in. Like, I've really enjoyed every volume that we've watched. I haven't disliked any volume. I haven't really been bored at any point. Like, it's – and there have been some really, really good matches, really good stuff on the show, and a whole bunch of great wrestlers that I am now learning so much more about and enjoying. And I think it has – yeah, been a really good, really good first ten volumes. Yeah, and to add on top of that, how I think a huge advantage they have is just really smart booking. Like the stories are well built up, the cards are not like overdrawn. You know, like you you could use these same talent and have shows that are like insufferable because all the matches are great and you're exhausted and you have to watch it in like two or three settings. Uh, but they do a good way of like pacing the show so it works out. Yeah, I think so. And they also, in terms of the booking, they also uh, flow really well because you can pick up any volume and kind of just pick it up and watch it, and it's great on its own merits, but you can also follow along volume to volume um, with the stories that they have going on. And But it's very easy to catch up at any point, and I think it's very easy for them to uh, – change the booking or dial it down or emphasize different people depending on who actually comes in for a taping because, I mean, that's the reality of of making these shows. So I think they do a really good job of balancing all these uh, things that they have to worry about and just put on really good shows. Yeah, and I want to give uh, some uh, good pops to uh, Dave Prezak, which he won't be brought up in these awards show, uh, but from his announcing that kind of like lets you know everything that's going on, uh, to him, you know, being the booker and the owner and uh, whatever else he does behind the scenes, and um, yeah, bad props to the good old Dave. Uh, we appreciate him. Yeah, we do. Uh, he's obviously the main driving force, the brains behind it, and he's yeah done a hell of a job so far. I'll say that. So this isn't going to be a super long episode, so um, you don't have to strap yourselves in, but. Uh, we're going to, I think, go over four categories here, uh, and we're going to start off with um, 
one category I, I didn't expect we'd ever talk about, but um, it's been one thing that I've really loved about Shimmer is the music. Um, maybe it's because it's women picking theme music, which makes it stand out a little bit different than like every friggin' other wrestling, <laughs> which is all fucking heavy metal and the same Metallica and songs over and over again. Um, so I- I've loved the music in Shimmer. It has definitely been something that's uh, made the stand- show stand out. Um, and when I brought this category up, you, s- you seemed a very a little excited. So I hope you feel the same. Oh, I'm very excited. And it's, yes, we need another chance to talk about the music because the music has ruled. I'm so glad you suggested this category. So um, what we're going to do is top three for most of the categories. And when we get to uh, the, the best wrestler, uh, we're going to do five for that one. Uh, so for music, number three, who do you have, Stacey? Okay, number three. I had a lot of competition for number three. Let me just say that. Because, uh, I mean, I, I like heavy metal, so like I really like Lacey's theme music, the Disturbed song, um, and there was lots of bangers to choose from. I ended up picking number three, uh, C'est La Vie by Bewitched, which is Ariel's theme music. Me too. Oh, yeah? yeah? There we go. We can talk about it. <laughs> and I think, going back to what you said in that intro, like, I think C'est La Vie was the moment when I sort of, it struck me that, oh my God, the music on Shimmer, like it's, it's going to be a thing. And I, like you said, it's because there are women picking their own theme music, presumably. Uh, and it's, they don't care about, you know, sounding tough or sounding like a wrestler and heavy metal and all that shit. They're just going to choose bangers. And like C'est La Vie is an absolute banger to uh women of a certain age uh that being my age and it yeah i love that song uh, i actually i love it so much i actually nominated it for um my other good friend steven uh to do on his podcast songs with friends okay. which is on the the place to be nation steven and kelly steven and kelly yeah doing songs with friends i nominated say la vie uh for them to dissect which they did on an episode uh so yeah, I already love this song, and then Ariel came out to it, and I was like, yeah, that's a fantastic theme song. And what a great song for, like, your undercard baby face of the company, too. It just it fits so well. Um, I very much appreciate it. Uh, yeah, and like you said, a banger. Awesome stuff. Um, well, that was my number three as well, so um, I guess we'll move on to your number two. My number two, you might find this controversial. Uh, my number two is Miss New Booty. Josie's. <laughs> that's number two? It's yeah. number two. Yeah, that's controversial. I'm uh, sorry. That's my number one with a bullet. Like, it's the theme song of every one of our podcasts that she's on as well, because it's so awesome. <laughs> and it's just the moment I heard a wrestler in this company come out to it, um, I couldn't have been more happy. So, so why... I, I guess we should talk about my number two, and then you can explain why you put something above that song. Totally. What's your number two? Uh, it is Portia Perez's theme that she's been using. Uh, I, I'm really bad with names of songs. I think it's called Seventeen. Oh, the new one. Uh, yeah. yeah, it's Edge of Seventeen by Stevie Nicks. Yes, it fucking rules. She comes out to it with 
uh, it, it just works so well with her just like eating up the, the crowd and the booze and she just seems so happy to come out to it and it, it is a banger. Uh, I, I love it um, ever since she changed her music. Uh, that would not make your list. No, that was another one I thought of because I really do like it and it does fit her uh, and it's also another banger of a song uh, which I popped for. So yeah, I like that too. Uh, yeah, I put... Uh, Booty, 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 racking everywhere. Uh, number two, because, well, I, I love that song. Like we, there's no, there's no doubting it. Uh, it popped me the first time. It pops me every time. Yes, and, totally. And it's now our theme song. So, I mean, yeah, we love that. And, but my number one, uh, is actually Alice in Danger's theme song. Oh, yeah. I don't, okay. I don't know what the hell the name of this song is. Uh, I am obsessed with this fucking song, right? Every time she comes out, I am, like, pounding the Shazam button. It can't be Shazammed. I'm, like, I'm Googling, trying to find out what this song is, but there's, like, conflicting information about it. And now I'm going down, like, rabbit holes of, like, old GeoCities websites from 2004 listing Ring of Honor entrance music. And I'm, like, like, fair dinkum, I'm going around the bend about this. Like, it's driving me nuts. Like, if, if I ever get to speak to Danger out of this podcast, it's, like, the first thing I'm asking her, like, what the fucking song is. <laughs> it's it is driving good. me out of my mind. I actually, I, I, I honestly really love it. I'm obsessed with it. And I, I honestly, I can't even tell you why, but I just love it so much, and I want to know what it is, and I want to play it for myself. And I'm just in full-on crisis mode now. So that's why uh, Alice in Danger even beat out uh, – this new booty and is my favorite entrance song. Yeah. Okay. I, I can buy that. That is a great song. Uh, and it, it really fits, especially with her cool new entrance with the mask and um, everything. It, it does really work very well. Um, Danger, uh, you know, she, she's really good at a lot of things and putting over her character is something uh, she really excels at. Yeah. She's got great presentation. Yeah. Um, so let's move on to our top three volumes. So I'll start first with my number three. Uh, and this was hard because basically every show is good. <laughs> and because there's not like, they're not named. So it's not like this show is, you know, uh, Joe vs. Punk. So you know what it's about. It's like, this is volume whatever. Uh, so it's a, it's a little harder to distinct. So you really have to like really think about it and because it's, they are a DVD business and it's not a week to week show that it, they all are very similar quality, I would say. So it makes it difficult in my mind. Um, did you have any difficulty with this one? Yeah, I had a similar issue. Like you said, it just all the shows are good and they don't really stand out from from one versus the other. Uh, and like you said, also, yeah, like the, the branding of just volume to volume as well. Um, but yeah, I think like it's a good problem to have. Like the shows are so good, I can't choose between them. But <laughs> but yeah, it was it was difficult. Um, and but I guess I guess I found a couple that stood out. Yeah, for sure. Um, so I'll start with my number three, which was volume six, which it had really three big standout parts where it had the Rebecca Knox, Alice in Danger, Pure Rules match um, going off their big feud. Uh, we had the debut of the Minnesota Home Wrecking Crew taking on Mercedes Martinez and Sarah Del Rey 
and Mischief and Cheerleader Melissa had their last woman standing match, uh, which we may or may not talk about again later on. Uh, but that that's three huge matches, and maybe not the best matches, but um, they were big matches storyline wise. Uh, so it was a very enjoyable volume for me. Yeah, that's cool. I didn't. I didn't end up having volume six, but I I agree with you. Um, my number three was volume four, which I did. Uh, oh, there you go. Um, yeah, that one stood out to me mainly because uh, uh, good top two matches. Like it, volume four had the false count anywhere between Melissa and Mischief, yeah. and it also had uh the first Rebecca Knox versus Daisy Hayes match, which is also really good. Um, and it also had the uh, first uh, teaming up of the experience of Lexi and, and Hosaka. So it sort of felt like there were good matches and with Rebecca Knox coming in, the experience forming, like it kind of felt like things were happening as well. So I think that's why I picked that. That's, that's, that's another good one. That's why I almost put volume one, just for like, this is such a great setup to a company um, that I love it. Um, what though? I'm going to go with my number two, which is volume five, which is the next volume, which has the uh, two out of three fall match between Knox and Hayes, uh, which uh, rules uh, and plays off that last match really well. And it also has, um, I think, the third Sarah Del Rey Mercedes Mercedes match, uh, the one that goes uh, has a no time limit, uh, which I thought was excellent. Uh, you had Lacey and Nikita in a longer match. Um, Kong and Rocks, which um, really started the Nikki Rocks push to the moon. Uh, and overall, uh, Ariel and Josie teamed up, taking on the experience. And there's there's a combination of great team musics, at least. Uh, so, uh, did this one uh, uh, hit with you at all? Yeah, well, Volume Five is actually my number one. Oh. So there you go. Yeah, it was the it was the second uh, Delray Mercedes match on Volume Five, the no, no Time Limit one, and yeah, and the debut of Josie and Josie's theme music. So <laughs> yeah, I think yeah, it was a great show and a very uh, good show at the top too, like very high end matches, which I I liked as well. So my number one was Volume Eight. Um, and this one, wow, I just scrolled way past it. Uh, this had the, the last Mercedes Martinez Sarah Del Rey match, which I also thought was great. Uh, you had the Home Wrecking Crew versus Melissa and Mischief, uh, which was a fun thing. Uh, Hayes versus Tiana Ringer, which I thought was really good. Uh, I remember Amber O'Neill and Josie being a good lark. Uh, <laughs> so an overall really good show with some very high-end stuff. Yeah, that's cool. Um, my number one is actually Volume 7 uh, from from the same taping. So yeah. must, there we go. It was a very good taping. Uh, sorry, my number – wait. No, number five was my number one. I missed my number two. Yes. Oh, yeah. Sorry. I jumped the gun. You jumped the gun. That's okay. We're, uh, we're skipping ahead. Uh, but, yes, my number two is actually Volume 7, uh, which – very similar. Like, I thought it was just a really strong card, a uh, very deep card. You had a lot of good matches, like Melissa vs. Daisy, uh, Natty, Natty Neidhart, Natalia vs. Sarah Del Rey, um, 
a really a really good Lacey versus Nikki Rocks match, uh, and also uh, Lefisto Lefisto versus Mercedes. Yeah, that's true. Um, you know, really hard hitting match. So I thought there were a lot of good matches on that card, and that was that was my number two. And yeah, Volume Five was my number one. So yeah, Volume Five. If you aggregate our votes, probably number one. Then. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so we're gonna move on to matches now. Um, this one was difficult because there was so much good stuff, um, and it wasn't like the company was focused so much. Like it was focused on having great matches, but it wasn't. It wasn't like Ring of Honor. It was like here's a great match. Like all the great matches kind of had stories built into it as well. Um, so this was an interesting topic, uh, and I thought it was a little hard to narrow down. Oh, I agree. I had a lot of uh, candidates for these ones, but yeah, there are definitely a few high-end matches that stand out to me. Yeah. Um, so my number three was the the Volume 8 Mercedes Martinez versus Sarah Del Rey match. Um, they were all very similar quality, so it was kind of hard to pick. Um, but I liked I liked the finish I think of this one the best, uh, but these two just worked so well together. They were kind of like I think the MVP duo of the first ten volumes, if that wasn't a word we were going to look at both from here. Um, have that one sit with you? Oh yeah, I like that. That was definitely a uh, a candidate. I think actually the issue isn't wasn't so much picking the best matches for this list, but picking which match was the best out of certain matchups. Uh, cause I have a lot of repeat matchups in the, at the top of my list of what the best matches have been so far. Um, yeah. So I, yeah, well, speaking of which, um, Sarah Dore versus Mercedes Martinez, my number three is the no time limit match from volume five. Yeah. That was my, like, I was having a hard time picking yeah, and I was the same. I was tossing up between Volume 5 and Volume 8, and I ended up going with this one. I feel like this one was probably the best match they had. And it paid off the first four volumes of story, like the draw in the first volume, and then facing off against each other indirectly. And then here's where they had the main event, no time limit, and just went all out, and they had to have a winner. And and they did, and it was just, yeah, a, a great, great match. Oh, yeah. It, it rules. Cyril Del Rey got that one. And then in Volume 8, Mercedes had her win, and um, like the Mercedes got injured shortly after that, so I don't even know if we get the, 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 the final, the kind of final match for that, but um, hopefully one day, I, I'm not sure. Um, so number two, um, this one might be recency bias, but I, I'm going to put Amazing Kong in Mischief. I thought these two just had a freaking war, and Kong just kind of destroying Mischief, who who just kept fighting the entire time, and I, I kind of love that dynamic. And it wasn't it wasn't Kong as like facing this complete underdog. This was this underdog who could fight, and I thought that was kind of a it's a different kind of take on that type of match. And I I thought this one ruled. I, I absolutely love this match. Yeah, that's fair enough. Yeah, I, I don't have it on my list. Um, I 
sort of, I don't think I loved it as much as you, uh, but I feel like that, uh, that exciting jump out of your seat feeling, like I think that's the match that had the most of that out of all that we've seen so far. It was really exciting and really fun. Um, I actually, but yeah, I definitely, I even preferred Kong vs. Daisy a little bit more from, from volume 10. Uh, yeah, which, yeah, I think we just were off a little bit, uh, on, on those ones, but still, yeah, it, it was a great, great match, really fun. Yeah, yeah. What you have done? Yeah. My number two is Rebecca Knox vs. Daisy Hayes, two out of three falls. From also from volume five, yeah, I had to go back a little bit and uh, and look at these, and I still think, yeah, it it was just amazing, just the wrestling involved, and it was so good, so slick. I love what they did with it. I love how they built to the falls. I love the way that uh, young Rebecca, you know, just had to, you know, cheat and in just you know just being Rebecca, which is just amazing, and. Daisy Hayes I love, um, and it was just, yeah, it was such a great match. It built so well, fall to fall, and had a great finish. Um, so I just, I was in love with the whole thing. Yeah, yeah. And uh, 28 minutes, they got lots of time yeah. to, to build everything. Yeah, that's a beautiful display. Um, that one might have suffered because, for me, just because of how long ago we recorded that podcast. <laughs> So it That's have, fair. It might have slipped uh, a little bit in my eyes from that. So uh, maybe if we rewatched it more recently, it might be a little bit. Yeah, I'm so glad I kept the list. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Um, I think it's possible we have the same number one because this is a, a very infamous match. Um, but mischief first cheerleader Melissa from Volume Four, the balls count anywhere. Yes, that's also my number one. Yeah, that match. If you ever want to go out of your way to like find one match for the first ten volumes, this is a fucking war with like some of the most unique spots. Uh, this is the one with the rolling plank, right? <laughs> but yeah, she, she was like shoving her under like under the ring on this plank and everything. Oh, this was wild, insane match. That blew my mind when I watched it. Yeah, I was going out of my mind too. Yeah, and they had the giant, uh, yeah, wood wooden uh, trolley thing on wheels that that yeah that she shoved her under the ring on. I think shoved her under the stage. Like yeah, the, yeah, under the stage they shoved the storage her. under the stage. They yeah got shoved in there. Came out the other side like a cartoon. It was just amazing. And just so much great shit. They went all over the building. I think they went outside. Yeah, didn't they? I'm pretty sure they went outside. And yeah. came back in, and then it, and then even the finish, like the finish was sick. Uh, Melissa bending her back with the chair, like doing that crazy submission over the chair, and just killing her. And it just no wait. And then actually, no, I've forgotten the finish. I thought Mr. Fun that Now I'm confusing myself. We need to go back and watch the finish. But it was just, like, it was sick. It was unbelievable. And it just was crazy, crazy brawl all over the building, using everything they could think of. And it was just 
insane and really befitting the uh, the Hatefield feud they had going on. And yeah, and so far now we're up to volume ten, still the best match in Shimmer so far. And definitely go out of your way to watch it if you can. Yeah, and go to streamshimmer.com uh, and sign up and uh, take a gander at that match. They have the first. 70 plus volumes on there so uh you can play along at home with us uh through there uh definitely worth it uh i gotta say though like did you expect going into this that the best match for the first 10 volumes would be a wild crazy brawl no i don't think i would have honestly (laughs) i wasn't expecting it at all like even you know when it happened you just think oh shit now we're getting you know force cut anywhere we're getting weapons and stuff and they really just went all out with it and had a great brawl and yeah and there's there's so many great wrestlers on these shows and yeah this was still the standout match yeah part of it that might helped was that it was a little bit different than a lot of other matches like there was a lot of really great just like straight up matches well this one was insane uh so it might have uh, had a little bit of that aspect to it too um but really great stuff and now the most difficult category um we're gonna go with the top five wrestlers and i have like three people i hated to leave off completely this makes oh, me sad me We'll say the people we left off at the end. Hopefully, between the two of us, we hit everyone. So, like, the ones I leave off, you put on. The ones you leave off, I put on. That would be great. Yeah, hopefully. We'll see. <laughs> we'll see. It's, it's killing me, too, like, to narrow it down to five, so. Yeah, and... Literally, I actually... You know ahead. what? Like, I'll say, to begin with, that, like... I would have been more comfortable if we'd kept it to three because I had a top three in my mind, but trying to figure out four and five from about ten different people was was horrible. So, uh, You know what I really hate is that I currently have my favorite wrestler of the last five years off the list, and it's killing me. <laughs> but I don't know what to do about this. But, you know, it's... It, it doesn't mean you you love her any less. It's it's. I'm sure she'll understand. Okay. Mercedes, you're the best. Um. So <laughs> number five, I'm gonna go with Lacey, uh, because she was the first. Like she had the really good matches, but she was the first to really get that character over in the company, and she's just been her character work out of everyone uh, throughout these ten volumes has been outstanding. Um. Laced with, horrible pun, not intended, uh, amazing matches along the way. Um, I love Lacey, and she's been killing it this entire series. Oh, totally. Yes. No arguments here. Lacey is great. Um, my number five, I've actually uh, gone for Mischief. Uh, mainly because of the great uh, Melissa feud. Uh, they had those two great uh, gimmick brawls. One we just talked about, uh, the false kind anywhere, and also the uh, the last woman standing from volume six. They were just great, great brawls. Um, she's also like had a lot of other good stuff though. Like you said, the match with Kong, which I loved, and you loved even more. So um, yeah, and then even the tag that she had with Melissa against the Minnesota Home Wrecking Crew. Uh, even the match with Beth Phoenix from the very first taping. Yeah. 
I really love that match. Um, and yeah, Mischief, yeah, has been great so far and been called upon to have a lot of big matches and, and really delivered. So. Yeah. Uh, I'll talk. Uh, I have a little bit higher. Um, we'll get back to that. Uh, my number four, uh, is, uh, Rebecca Knox, who wasn't here for very, very, very many volumes. Uh, but man, did she kind of just breathe a whole new life into the company, uh, doing the most outrageous promos and jigs to having great matches and having killer stories with, uh, Danger, uh, and the series of matches with Daisy. Uh, it's really a shame, uh, that she, she went away. Uh, but luckily she became the man later on. Um, but boy, was she fun in this first set. I don't think we'll get to call her out again. So, uh, big props to, uh, to Becky here. You know what? Rebecca Knox is also my number four. Oh, perfect. You go. You got it. And yeah, I, I just agree with everything you said. She had a, just a short burst. I think she made two tapings. Uh, and, but she was so great when she showed up. She like lifted the whole shows up and was the most interesting person on them, uh, whenever she appeared. And it's just, and it's amazing to see now how much of the future Becky Lynch is already there. Um, and then just took so long to actually materialize on a big stage and she ended up doing, but yeah, she was great. And I really absolutely loved the both matches she had with Daisy Hayes, uh, particularly, like I said, the two out of three falls. Great stuff. Uh, my number three then is uh, the before mentioned Daisy Hayes, who man, she just had great matches every fucking show, from volume one with Lacey uh, all the way to the end. And what an ultimate like it's probably because of her size, but what an ultimate great baby face she is, uh, and just such a joy to watch working her from underneath. Um, having amazing comebacks uh, and great fire. And yeah, just a delight, Daisy Hayes. Um, and someone I don't think you saw before, Shimmer, very much, right? Me, no. This is basically my introduction to Daisy Hayes. And uh, I actually, uh, spoilers, I have her higher. What? So I will wait. Okay. Um, my number three is Chilina Melissa. It's uh, hard to leave her off. She was so good. Oh, that's be cool. Um, yeah, cheerleader Melissa, I love. I already knew I loved her going in. She was one of the few that I'm actually already familiar with because uh, I'd seen her work later and I'd seen her work in TNA, um, things like that. Uh, so I love Melissa, and she has been great so far. She has had the – well, she we've just said it. She had the best match in Shimmer so far with Mischief. Um, she's great with the Mischief feud. And just just in general, whatever they call upon her to do, like, she has been great. Um, she had a great match with Daisy Hayes. She had a great match with Sarah Doray, the main event of Volume 9 uh, that we covered recently. Uh, she had a great match with Chantel Taylor yeah. back, in the, back in the beginning a long time ago now, Volume 3, which was just an amazing, like, little underdog baby face, you know, against the bully match, um, you know, just loved her. And she's, yeah, really, I think she had, uh, I think she had Danger's best match so far when they had their match. 
um, as well. So I think anything she's been called upon to do, she's just been doing it. And she's just so great in the ring, such a great heel, such a great bully in the ring. Um, and I just, I love watching her work. Yeah. I'll second everything you said, but I think what made me drop her just like into that, that spot with Mercedes Martinez in like battling with Lacey right on the spot is that she was just called upon to do whatever. Like it seemed like her whole purpose was to be kind of used to make other things better. And she was never really spotlighted. I, I feel like she was, she was maybe kind of just, she was more of a weapon that um, was used in booking to help others as opposed to being used to like run anything herself in a way if that makes sense yeah i get no i i get yeah i would agree with that she's not been uh like booked as strongly as some others like not as featured she's sort of she's the other guy in a lot of these matches which is a fair a fair point um which so that was my number two who's your number two no, no, we're we're up to your number two. Oh, oh, I, I didn't say mischief, mischief, mischief. Who was in the best match uh, in Shimmer history? Uh, the first ten volumes, at least, which we discussed uh, a few times now. But uh, yeah, the Kong match, um, the tags. I think she's been like a wild standout for me that I like. I didn't think about it, like I saw a little bit before we started watching Shimmer, but I, I kind of thought she was more of like a character, but damn, is she having some awesome matches everywhere uh, with a variety of people uh, in, a, in a variety of types of matches, too, uh, which I, I give her mad props for, so that's why she jumped slightly uh, higher than, um, than Hayes for me. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, so my number two is Daisy Hayes. Uh, who you had at three. Um, and I basically have the same, a lot of the same feelings about Daisy. Like I had never really seen her wrestle before. I knew who she was like as a character, um, which if you didn't know, Stephen, it, it's about marijuana. Um, <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So I, yeah, I just assumed she was just kind of this big character and, and never really, knew what to expect of her as a worker, but she's a fucking great worker. She's such a great baby face, such a great underdog, knows how to work that, that character so, so well. And she's just, and, a, and great wrestling on top of it and really has delivered in every match I've seen of her so far. Um, I, I was really blown away how impressed I was with her the first few volumes, like the first few times I saw her. And yeah, it's just had great matches. The great matches with Rebecca Knox, with Becky, um, a great one with Sarah Del Rey. I think, I think that was the main event of volume three. Daisy vs. Sarah Del Rey. Uh, she had a great match with Melissa that I really liked. Yeah, I really liked her match with Kong. Like, um, just, yeah, the main of the four way main event of volume two. She was a big part of that. I just, everything she's been in, I've been impressed by. And I was not, really expecting to be this impressed by Daisy Hayes, but she has well and truly blown me away, and she is the best babyface worker in the company by far. Yeah. I, I completely second that. Uh, amazing. and I'm looking forward uh, 
to her coming up in the future because uh, there's a long ways to go with with the the haze. So looking forward to seeing how she evolves. Um, I've done some mental math here, and I think we have the same number one. I can only imagine. It's it's Tiana Ringer, isn't it? Yeah. (laughs) Pigtails for the win, always. Uh, (laughs) But, uh, man... Shout out to My Tiana apologies Ray. to Tiana Ray. Yeah, she's first. awesome. So like, I don't know why that's yeah, no, I, I didn't. I didn't mean that the way it sounded. She was just the first undercard girl that popped into my head. So. You should have picked the, the team blondage girl that like left after one volume. Then you could have, you know, <laughs> it would have been a little Chrissy more fair. You'll just have to edit this out and I'll be like, Chrissy Vane, isn't it? And you can laugh. <laughs> Who was also good, but... Um, <laughs> I don't want to besmirch anyone. My but, bad. Uh, Sarah Deathray. Uh, boy, oh boy. She she kind of carried everything, didn't she? She really did. She uh, she has been the ace, the rock of the company so far. Uh, I think she's been, probably by now, she's been called upon to have the most main events uh, in the company. She's usually in the main event. She's usually in the longest match on the show. Um, and she's usually in the best match on the show as well. Uh, let's, let's be honest. Um, she just, yeah, has really, and just been showing out every time. She's so great in the ring. It's sort of, it's hard to kind of, now that we've watched her for 10 volumes, we almost kind of take it for granted and like knowing who she is, like it, but she's just so great in the ring, just has such good matches. And I mean, the standout series with Mercedes, or like all three of those matches from volume one to eight, uh, it just, they were so great and just probably the best, like pure wrestling to put it that way yeah. in the company so far. Um, just beautiful. And, and she's had so many great matches with everyone, like one with Daisy, one with Natty Neidhart, you know, one with Melissa, one with Rain, one with Rain, like that four way from volume two, like just anything she, like even the main event with Nikki Rocks from volume 10, we just watched, like she had a really good match with Nikki Rocks, who we've had issues with. And so, you know, it, it, she has just been great every time out. Like, it, like I said, it's, she's so great, you almost take it for granted, but, but you can't. Like she is, she is the best wrestler on the show. Yeah, and it's so weird for someone. Who, like, she has the same almost gimmick name and music as Daniel Bryan. And boy, is that somewhat hard to kind of live up to. But she kind of does it, right? Like, it, it doesn't feel like any kind of weird ripoff or anything. It's like, yeah, she's the best woman in the world, just like Daniel Bryan's the best man. So it, it works in my head. Yeah, it doesn't feel like a riff off, rip off, it just kind of feels like she is the same, the same person, but just as a woman, like she's doing her own thing. Like she's just as good. She's, you know, the American angel instead of the American dragon and, and, you know, the same music, same kind of theme and just, yeah, but it works because she is that wrestler. Like that's who she is, you know? Yeah. And thank goodness she's like there training the, the, the wrestlers of tomorrow and the WWE. Because they're better for it. Oh yeah, totally. And that's like that's the funny thing. Like, imagine like hypothetically, if 
if Del Rey unretired tomorrow and walked out onto Raw, like she would she probably would be like the best wrestler on on the <laughs> roster still. Like, yeah, it, she could she could fucking have you know the best match of the year with Sasha Banks if she wanted to come out. Oh, exactly. Yeah, it's it's one of those uh you know what if dream matches that you'd book occur against the current generation of women oh my God. when they kind of they kind of missed each other you know, in time, in, in real life, unfortunately. But, like, yeah, how amazing would it be? Oh, my God. Like, even, like, a one-weekend thing like Steamboat did. <laughs> yeah, just come out of retirement. Sarah, if you're listening, please give us one more match. That would be great. Um, actually, I don't know why she retired, so she might be too injured or something. So, um, we're really sorry if we brought this up. Yeah, we're just you. You do whatever makes you happy. Uh, we just we just want to support you, but you're amazing. We love you. Um, <laughs> so this brings up uh, the final. Uh, yeah, our awards for the first ten volumes. Um, man. so um, I have a, I just have a question. Um, who else did you just leave off your list? Is there anyone else? Mercedes was the hardest because Mercedes is the best wrestler in the world this last like ten years. So it's it's hard. For me to, to leave her off. Melissa was really difficult. Uh, and Kong, who wasn't there for very long as well. And I, I didn't feel like I could justify two people, her and Knox, who weren't there very long, but boy, did they have great impact when they were there. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, I, uh, I, I think Lacey was the last one I left off. I was tossing up her in mischief for the last spot because, yeah, she's just such a great heel. Mercedes was another one, but I feel like she wasn't really called upon to do a lot outside of the Del Rey feud. Like, that was that was my thing. I was couldn't find much else apart from that to hang her hat on, I guess. Um, and, yeah, Kong's another interesting one. Another one I was thinking about uh, was Danger, but that was more just – because she's kind of like the MVP of the promotion so far. Like she's wrestling, she's in the big angles, she's also commentating every volume, uh, and having to get cheating. She hates cheating. She's a beacon of uh, justice and truth uh, <laughs> and light. And but yeah, she's been called upon to do a lot, uh, the most of anyone. Because and I think she's like helping backstage too. Exactly. She's helping Prezak book it, I'm pretty sure, um, and and has to sit there and get all these angles over that aren't hers, and then also get her angle over without, like, overshadowing commentary, and then going out and having these big angles and having these long matches, which she has been doing, you know, and I think, yeah, she's been called upon to do a hell of a lot, but she's really nailing it, uh, I think. Um, yeah. And, yeah, has, has, has been very good on commentary. Yeah, very good at Dave and Allison are a great combo uh, on commentary. Yes. Something I didn't really expect those two to gel so well, um, but their personalities clash in a great way. Um, yeah, love them. Yeah, Danger, big shout out to her. Uh, yeah, she definitely deserves a lot of praise there. Um, so the next ten volumes, like the next one we have, obviously is the tournament. We're finally getting a champion, which I think we talked about for like the last four shows. Um, but what else are you kind of looking forward to going for the next 10 volumes? Well, yeah, like you said, the title is the main one. I'm very excited about the uh, upcoming title tournament, which will be the next thing we cover. I'm very excited about that. Um, 
just in general seeing how these uh, things play out. Like we're sort of smack bang um, in the middle of this Cindy turn and she's obviously going to feud with danger and we don't know where that's heading. I'm excited to see what happens with there. And I think, I think the other thing is to just see uh, what new wrestlers show up. I think that's always one of the big draws for me when I, um, when I crack open a new taping, not necessarily volume, but crack open a new taping um, to kind of see if there's anyone new debuting, anyone showing up, you know, that I might know or not know uh, as the case may be. Um, Cause I mean, we got a lot of Canadians on the roster so far. Yeah, yeah. Um, represented. I'm wondering when the first Australian wrestler is going to show up. Yeah, there's quite a few coming. There are a few coming. I feel like my guess is that the first one that shows up would be Madison Eagles. Um, but she I'm has not a sure. Huge run, but I don't know when that starts. That's what it. That's what I mean. I don't know when it starts. Um, but that would be my guess. So I'm just kind of waiting to see if it is her and, and if and well not if but when when she shows up uh, I'm not sure when that will be I think volume 20 gets us to about I don't know I'll 2009 or 2010 I'll give you a date here that yeah so like a to, lot can happen that gets you to uh yeah July of 2018 2008 sorry 2008 oh okay there you go so yeah we've got about sort of 18 months worth of of tapings to go, which, you know, a lot can happen in wrestling in that time, especially on the indie scene when people come in and out. So, yeah, I think that's what I'm most excited for, just seeing who shows up. Oh, my God, I just looked. There's a lot more Canadians coming. <laughs> of course there is. <laughs> which is great. Um, yeah, I, I feel like, um, I don't know, but my guess is that Billy Kay is going to be the first Australian. Um, oh, that's a good shot. I was... I'm, during this time, I watched a bunch of uh, Shakara, and she showed up for the random show here and there for that. So she was definitely in America, and if she was doing shows where Sarah Del Rey were on it, uh, it's a good possibility she gets thrown into an arc here or there. So that's my guess. Yeah, that makes sense. And on I the just Aussie watch right now. On Aussie watch, and it just it still kind of blows my mind that like a kid. That I honestly could have gone to high school with if I had chosen uh, one of the other high schools I was thinking about. I could have gone to high school with uh, Billy Kay, and you know, and then she's showing up in Chikara when I'm kind of getting into indie wrestling at the time. Like it's just, it's mind blowing. But yeah, now she's the most entertaining comedic wrestler in the world, in the universe. Yeah, it's it's incredible. Yeah, and. Shout out to Portia Perez, who's actually was born in my hometown, which my hometown is 23,000 people, so that's no one ever comes from that town, so that's pretty cool. Um, shout out to her. Uh, yeah, so more Canadian Aussie watch on the front for the next 10 volumes, uh, but we'll be back again shortly for volume 11 and the start of the tournament, finally. <laughs> 